0: It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It means you're tuned in to Wrestling Inc. for some wrestling talk. Three of your favorite people from three different countries all coming together live here. Mr. Jimmy Corderas from north of the border in Toronto, Canada. Isa down south in beautiful Puerto Rico. And I'm holding up here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm Bar. LaBar. Uh, great that you guys are with us here again tonight on a Wednesday night. It was uh, week two of Fighter Fest for AEW Dynamite, which we will talk about in length. I'm sure there's going to be lots of spicy opinions uh, in this very, uh, very mixed bag, we'll call it, uh, of AEW Dynamite. But first, let's just get out to the uh, pleasantries. Isa, ladies first, how are you doing this Wednesday night?
1: I am doing well. I hope you guys are as well. I'm missing missing Jimmy's goatee, though. I'm not going to lie
2: oh thank i I, jimmy's missing jimmy's goatee as well but uh, there's a story there's a story to it there's a reason for it which will come out later for now i have to keep it under wraps but uh, there was a reason for it let's put it that way it will be back soon
0: jimmy filmed an underground loser uh shaves his goatee match it just hasn't aired yet
2: yeah 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 it was me and bryce
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh Jimmy I got to say this is why people got to check the video out if you're on the audio only you're a little lost you're not seeing Isa you're not seeing Jimmy and his lack of goatee uh but no. but no go t- no goatee same old uh 20 plus year wisdom that is the former WWE referee Jimmy how are you tonight
2: I'm I am i am well especially considering we all night long they've been t- calling up here in Toronto for uh th- severe thunderstorm warnings and stuff like that so far so good keeping my fingers crossed that I didn't just jinx myself
0: yeah, I mean, I guess to uh, our audience, which is obviously global, which we love. And again, the cheap plug, make sure you tweet all of us. Let us know where you're at in the world, how you're listening. Uh, for the majority here in the States, I'm sure it's constantly down in Puerto Rico. I know Europe getting, I mean, uh, get a fan, get some water, keep cool. <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. uh, we are, we are uh, Vince McMahon's tagline is certainly approaching the hottest night of the summer. SummerSlam is coming. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it is hot all around so yeah. be safe uh let's go ahead uh, before we jump into aew dynamite tonight uh, let's go ahead and I'll uh, bring up a news item from wrestlinginc.com this has been a a topic that's uh always grabs people's attention because it's it's it's, it's constant debate and request quite frankly which is the content rating that wb is now WWE in 2008 they switched over to tvpg that's where they've been uh for the last decade plus there's been a lot of rumor and speculation. Uh, Andrew Zarian, the Mattman podcast, he had first made note of a internal memo that was going around at WWE about Raw uh, switching sooner than later to a TV 14 rating. And now to kind of um, just kind of vindicate his report uh, and then those that question his report uh, right now, if you go to Peacock, WWE SummerSlam is listed as a TV 14 rating, and even the mm-hmm. premium live events are still usually listed as PG. Uh, so, Isa, I'll start with you. Uh, and obviously, your boy Brock and your boy Roman going to be headlining this big event. Does TV 14 do you're already you're already looking forward to the event? Does TV 14 do anything extra to your to your juices of, of watching this event?
1: So I'm a little bit confused about this news item because I don't know if you noticed, but uh, roaming around social media is the fact that it went back to listed as PG after everybody was posting Mm -hmm. that it was um, listed as TV 14, uh, WWE went back and changed it to PG. I don't know that that's going to make that big of a difference, even not just at SummerSlam. I feel like the shows overall, I understand why it is news, but if I'm not mistaken, uh, NXT 2.0 is TV 14. And I don't, you know, there's a couple of angles that are questionable to say the least, but it hasn't really changed the way that they present the product on TV. I would like to see the, Roman uh fight just be extra violent because I shoot violent all the time because I like big meaty men slapping mm-hmm. me but <laughs> they have made it so personal you know to us few matches and I mean, there's gonna be blood it's gonna be this we saw Roman draw blood from Brock at Madison Square Garden so I would like to see the match like live up to the expectation of the fans but outside of that I don't think that we're gonna see that big of a difference
0: yeah, Jimmy, he says, right, they have moved it back to PG. So this is the mm-hmm. second time, because, again, going back to that initial report from Andrew Zarian, mm-hmm. uh, he had noted the internal memo how it had said uh, the, Raw this past Monday was going to start to be the TB14, and then that got pulled back, and then it was like, all right, no, it's not going to be this Monday, but it's going to happen. So once again, here's another example of maybe, I, I don't know if miscommunications internally or amongst the networks, but it seems like they are toying with uh, with moving to that rating. They just can't seem to maybe get everybody on the same page of when that's going to be.
2: Yeah, that seems to be the situation. But at the same time, maybe they're just putting it out there as a feeler to see how people are reacting to it. You know what I mean? You never know gauging how fans want this. I'm kind of like six of one half of a dozen of the other of of five eights. You know what I mean? Yes, I'd like to see at times a little bit of an edgier product, but it doesn't have to be the entire show. I think people are going, let's go back to the Attitude Era where everything was like, uh, you know, balls to the wall and blah, blah, blah. And let's do it this way and that way. No, I mean, let's put it this way. Raw is a three-hour show on Monday nights. So The first two hours could be more geared towards the, the PG audience. doesn't have to be completely PG, but more geared to that audience. And then that last hour is when you can kind of push the envelope a little bit and get past that and do a little more TV P uh, uh, 14, you know, mature. mature. So it, I think if it's selective, it's fine. I just don't want it to go like, uh, you know, Complete 180 and just go all right, off the rails.
0: Yeah, I don't think they'll ever get. I mean, we're never going to get back to an attitude era uh, mm-hmm. necessarily, but um I, I do think that having that, widening the net, widening your goalposts, so that you can dip into TV 14 yeah. uh level content. It, just because there are times where, yeah, like you know, you need you need guys to be able to say certain words. It's going to come off more authentic or. When the angle calls for it, you can do something a little more edgy if it's if it fits in context. But I, I agree, it doesn't need to be the whole show. It's certainly, I mean, you know, wrestling WWE at least has been obviously they seem to grow up with a certain audience, mm-hmm. and then when they think that audience is gone, it's like they reset. You know, '84 Hulkamania started, and it was it was family friendly. You know, from '84 until you know for about 12 years to about '96, and then mm-hmm. they start heading into the Attitude, and then that lasts uh you know until we get into uh, 08 and, then, and so i mean it definitely has a cyclical feel what's interesting about WWE is uh, wrestling in general is that you know wb very much wants to be a family you know they want families to be able to come you know parents and kids come that's a huge money maker buying the merch and what have you they, they want to be appealing to that but at the same point in time uh, and it's been elevated with the debate with AEW. um little kids is not the 18 to 49 demo uh, you know that's mm-hmm. the, you know and that is where obviously that's always been the prime demo in television Anyways, wrestling or not, that where advertisers care about. So it is an interesting balance to walk of be a family friendly show, an event, a night out, but still be relevant uh, to the to, to, to the demo that advertisers care about. Absolutely. So
1: I'm very curious about whether they are getting both networks on the same page, because if Fox doesn't want to go into a TV14 uh, rating mm-hmm. and they want to stay PG, then that really can probably put a stop onto the plan because you have smackdown start showing on monday every monday right so you're going to have them go to monday night raw and act completely different than how they act on smackdown so mm-hmm. i wonder if that has something to do with this issue
0: uh, that's a very good point I, good I think and i think that isa might be something that um uh, when the next tv deals come up right. for wwe whether they're still on two different networks whether they whether Mm-hmm. You know, Peacock buys them all up entirely. Whatever happens, you know, we're all really interested to see what's going to happen in a couple of years. I think that might be part of the negotiation is uh, be getting a say of what their rating is going to be across the board if they Definitely. feel that they need that to be competitive um, in the market. To you know, again, just to be relevant and, and to let these stories speak the way they need to speak at times. So mm-hmm. something to certainly watch on. So very interesting. Yeah. Going to TVP, going to TV14, and back to PG. Uh, we'll tune in, of course, SummerSlam. Uh, watch it live on the Peacock, and then you can join us after the fact here on Wrestling Inc. on the podcast that Saturday night. All right, what do you say? Let's jump into AEW Dynamite week two of Fighter Fest coming to you from Atlanta. And we kick it off with a grudge match of Brody King versus Darby <laughs> Allen. They've had their, uh, you know, we, we've seen them go out of here in the past couple of weeks. Of course, the famous the visual from the Royal Rampage several weeks ago of <laughs> Brody just choking out Darby and just dropping him. Uh, like he just got dropped from a noose uh, to the floor, uh, and this match—I mean, this was just one of the most brutal ragdoll beatings I've ever seen in pro wrestling on TV. Darby is just be- just being ricocheted into guardrails mm-hmm. off of concrete, um, and it just keeps going. This was this was eighty-five percent of the match was Brody mm-hmm. King's just size and power dominating. Um, you know, Darby gets a little bit of a comeback. Uh, a little bit of a, of, a, of a hope, they would call it. Um, but it, it, it just, I mean, Brody then does the same thing I just referenced from the Royal Rampage does the the, the sleeper hold, yeah. drops Darby. It looks like it might be a count out. Darby gets in before the 10 count, and then uh, Brody ends up hitting a gonzo bomb mm-hmm. and getting the one, two, three victory. Uh, before we go to the post match, which then has a whole other story, Jimmy. Hats off to Darby Allen for being able to to, to do this as part of his performance. That's part of his mystique. Is what mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of the, it's kind of Mick esque of like what's this guy going to put his body through? Right. But I, every time I watch him his matches, I just go. Uh, that's just a few more months that just got taken off his career.
2: Yeah, there was a, there was a few moments there where I I cringed especially you know the the, the one drop on his head there that that made me go ah. But uh, you know and I hate to to back to last week this was the type of match that we should have got from Wardlow last week a dominant match. Uh, yes, I get it OC is over, Wardlow's over, they're kind of both baby faces but at the same time here's where we had a definitive heel, a definitive baby face that was overmatched and mm-hmm. With Darby Allen, th- this isn't one of those situations where people could say, "Oh, they just killed Darby Allen." No, Darby Allen can come back from this, and that's the, the beauty of it. He's over enough where he can come back from this, depending on how they they book him going forward. But you know, the way they booked this match tonight was the way it should have been booked. He needed to look dominant. Brody Brody King was a was just a monster, a beast, and that's what, like I said last, I hate I hate to backpedal, but last week that's what Wardlow should have looked like.
0: Isa Brody, I think, elevated himself into a new level tonight.
1: Yeah, I love this match from Brody King. I loved the selling from Darby. Like you said, it was cringy. It looked painful. It makes you wonder, is he going to be okay? But um, mm. overall, I really, really enjoy seeing Brody from this perspective. I like this a lot more than his match with Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, let him come out there and be and destroy people. I don't have a problem with that. I wonder why Darby would take on a match after the way he eliminated him from the Battle Royal. But yeah, I I liked it.
2: It's funny you mentioned. Sorry, I hate to hate to interrupt you. It's it's funny you mentioned Moxley because I thought that too. This match should have happened before the match with Moxley. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, yeah. just to elevate him a little bit more.
2: Mm-hmm
0: you know, in Darby, one of the, uh, I guess you would refer to him as an AEW homegrown star had not been really on national TV until AEW, uh, certainly was one of the biggest stars in the first couple years of AEW, especially during the pandemic era and daily's place. So Darby was just uh, a huge major player. Uh, mm-hmm. so, I mean, he's built up some credibility in the AEW world that now it seems like they're cashing in on, uh, that, that, that fund that they have built up on him. And rightfully so. I think, I think, if if Darby would have won you know, if Darby would have won this, I would have been upset. I think this was the right call. Brody wins this. Darby mm-hmm. can you know, Darby's not gonna be Darby didn't lose any fans tonight because he couldn't you know right. he couldn't answer the challenge of, of He Brody gained inside.
2: sympathy is yes. what well. yes. baby yes. faces are supposed to do. You're supposed yes. to feel sympathetic for the baby. Anyway. Sorry, again, I cut you off,
0: Justin. <laughs> There's no cutting off. We're having a we're having a, a group conversation here. It's a post match. Brody uh, Brody King uh, starts to attack Darby. Some more draws out Sting. Sting gets in the ring. It looks like Sting's going to drop him with a Scorpion Death Drop, and the lights go out. Malachi Black shows up. Uh, Brody gets Sting in the in the choke of the rear naked choke. Uh, Black hits him with the mist in the face. Uh, so they got the better of Sting, and then. Hit the music. It is the did Redeemer he, did he Miro. Him, did
2: he hit
1: him with the mist, Justin? Because he got Brody more than he got Sting. But wow! Well, <laughs> well,
0: well, well. yeah. well, well. Semantics. Yes, the intent was for the miss to go to Sting. Uh, well, yes. you know, not all mist can hit the right person. Uh, not all shark cages could be unlocked, it's right. it just it is what it is. It's like, <laughs> um, out comes Miro the Redeemer. He stands on the ramp and kind of stares down. Of course, he has been mentioning the, the House of Black and promo, so there is some mm-hmm. continuity here. Uh, the fans at one point were chanting Miro's name, so mm-hmm. uh, seems like kind of a, 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 a concentrated push to move Miro into being uh, on the baby face side of the fence and, 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 a, and a major player potentially as a face. Issa, you know my love for Rusev, uh, when he was Rusev, and I and I feel like this this version of Miro, this Redeemer, the promos are incredible. I, I think yeah. much like when he was in WWE, embrace it. If people are gonna chant Rusev Day, if people are gonna take the foreign big foreign monster heel and start to love him and he's got the charisma to to, to answer back, don't fight it. And I, I have to applaud Tony Khan for finally getting to this point with Miro. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. I love I love seeing Miro come out here. Um Sting and getting missed it, it was kind of expected. Um, it makes you wonder sometimes, and maybe I'm overthinking things here, but baby faces need to understand that that's what they do and be maybe a little more prepared. If you're going to fight somebody from the House of Black, you should know that the lights are going to go off and more people are going to come out to attack mm-hmm. you. Like that's just how it goes. So it makes you question are you guys not watching the show? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm very curious about where Miro goes from here because he just stood there, he kind mm-hmm. of stared what are we going to do next you got me invested a good match and then the follow-up gets you invested into what's next i thought they i thought the opening of the show was hot
0: well, jimmy mm-hmm. stink should be uh stink should have a shield to the mist isn't the, isn't the face paint a shield to the mist
2: no i i thought so maybe maybe that's just a, a wcw thing i don't know but uh you know what uh, all things aside i i do like the fact that Miro came out and got the reaction he got so obviously it looks like he's on his way to becoming a baby face the fans are on board with him they're enjoying this iteration of Miro uh and i like the fact that they didn't rush into physicality too you know a lot of people say well why didn't he go into the ring and blah blah no it would have been but way but then, that would
0: have been way overbooked that's exactly. the would have been way overbooked to
2: happen and as i like to say on here on on wednesday nights we get enough of the 20 pounds of potatoes in a 10 pound bag this I, i'm glad that they decided to stick with the regular mm. 10 pounds of potatoes at the end of this
0: no, I agree. I'm glad because you know, they, they did the whole thing with the, the Gaga was staying, and then when I hear another set of music hit, I'm like, all right, what mm-hmm. now?
2: So I'm yeah. glad that it,
0: I'm glad that it stopped there because at that point, if, if Mirror would have got out there and got in physically involved, right, I probably would have forgot that Darby was even out there and was losing in the match right. um, yeah. and, and gave exactly. his body to Brody. Mm-hmm. They save so. they
1: save the they, they save the stuff in the potatoes for the main event, Jimmy. So
0: <laughs> nice, yes. <laughs> 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 Oh, we'll get there, boys and yep. girls. We'll get yep. there. All right. Up next, we get the best friends Trent and Chuck up against Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley from the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, of course, the sto- story here is uh, we uh, Chuck was uh, Wheeler's mentor early, on, early mentor early on in his career. Uh, of course, we saw some some tension when Wheeler uh, departed from his best friends uh, in that group and started in, in in aligned with the Blackpool Combat Club. So this match had a lot of like amped up you know, energy, uh, uh you know, got pretty physical, uh all mm-hmm. things considered for what you know otherwise looked like just kind of maybe a an innocent tag match if you get what I'm going here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Wheeler, uh he's gonna end up doing a roll up. I think they call I think Excalibur called it a seatbelt roll up pin. I'm not I'm not sure, but he I can't even quite describe it. But he gets a roll up on Chuck. Not the finish I expected from this match, given how amped up it, the the emotions were. I thought I did not expect it to be a roll up finish, Jimmy.
2: Um, Especially after you got a kick out uh, p- After two pile drivers Yes It's not, yes. not just one It was one after the other And there was a kick out And you get a roll up finish That just did not sit well with me Look I Again I, I was entertained by the match I thought they were having a good tag match They were finally enforcing some rules For some so you know, Portions of it And it, you know They started off as a regular match And then it started to break down a little bit And stuff like it's, you're supposed to have uh, Again the, the one thing I I get a little bit confused with, and, and and a few times tonight, who am I cheering for and who am I booing? Who's 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 technically the heel and who's technically the babyface? Right. And, yeah. and they and they
0: and and they put. If you noticed, Jim, I'm sure you did, and I I thought the same thing. Like, so who's exactly? They put the best friends on the babyface corner. Yeah. Yes, and for those, anybody listening, like babyface corner. They, the, traditionally, you put you either put the babyfaces on the corner facing the hard camera, so you can constantly see their faces. Or if you have like a new dominant heel tag team that's running through people, you'd put them if they're the feature team, you'd put them there, maybe just to, Mm -hmm. but just to, but but, yeah. So when the fact they put the best friends there and not Moxley, who's the biggest Mm -hmm. star in this whole match, right? uh, Moxley's got his back to the camera with, I I, I was kind of, it was an interesting choice of what's the dynamic going Mm -hmm. into this. Uh, Mm -hmm. Isa, I mean, Blackpool Comic Club, obviously a little bit of momentum's been hurt with Brian being out and, you know, I mean, Claudio's part of it, but he really wasn't seen until later for a brief brouhaha um did this match get anybody over did it further anything for you
1: no it confused me it confused (laughs) me that's what it did I felt like there was a lot of storylines there was a lot going on here um that that seems to be a, a, a little bit of an issue that I have with AEW I don't think that I need to see Moxley on TV every week as the world champion I don't know what it is I don't know if he's starting to feel maybe overexposed matches now. I don't know. You had Orange Cassidy and Regal on commentary. Then you have Daniel Garcia watching for backstage because they're fighting for Ring of Honor. The best friend story with Willard Yuta, until you brought it up, I completely forgot about it because mm-hmm. Willard Yuta kind of left and they never really followed up on it on TV. So it was there was just a lot of things going on, a lot of kickouts of moves that probably should not be kicked out of. But yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. I thought the first hour of Dynamite was entertaining. Was I mm-hmm. entertained by the match? Yeah, of course, you have Moxley out there. I'm always going to be entertained by a match he's a part of. But as the world champ, when you look at all the other world champions, they weren't wrestling every week. They weren't mm-hmm. even Moxley when he had the title originally. I'm not sure that I need to see him in in matches that don't really matter or get anybody over, as you said.
0: Yeah, we'll talk about titles as we go on here. Interesting point, though. Moxley is your interim world champion, mm-hmm. not... Presented as your world champion tonight, he's just there in this tag team situation where he felt like he was second fiddle behind Wheeler Yuta, who was, who was mm-hmm. the focus of the story with mm-hmm. his former companions. No Wardlow tonight. Um, th- th- there was a there was a heavy focus. And you just mentioned it. Issa, They're doing death before dishonor uh, for, yeah. for, the, for the Ring of Honor brand this weekend. Uh, this this show was as much a go home show for that to put to try to get over and hard mm-hmm. sell some of those matches, which there was some cool things which we'll talk about but at the same point in time uh, you got mm-hmm. two hours of time management here mm-hmm. um and again we'll get this is all teasing when we get to the main event
2: yeah
0: did, did you I'll allocate the, the best time to the best to to the to the proper things
2: uh, is, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, i guess is what i'm gonna ask i', I will say this they it hasn't happened yet but like it's like what are you supposed to think you have aew like you don't want ring of honor to feel second fiddle i don't think it necessarily feels second fiddle but like it's like what do you I don't mm-hmm. know the the whole using dynamite time to to build to a Ring of Honor
2: mm-hmm.
0: pay per view. I don't know. I'm still right. I'm still not sure how to.
2: You know they do have an hour on on Friday night, so they could have used Rampage a little bit more for that. But uh, hey, you know which they're
0: going to do this Friday. Apparently they yeah, are going to build a little yeah, bit
2: more. So exactly. So uh, I I get why they're doing it, but at the same time, uh, it, it's hard to designate. You know, you got so much talent on the roster on AEW's Listed under the AEW banner yeah. that trying to trying to squeeze in again, more ROH guys to, to try and get that over as well. They, they definitely need their own separate branding show.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I think we will get that eventually. Just the question yeah. is, what's the distribution? Is it a streaming only? Is it is, it only, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? Are they going to get TV time on on Turner? Right.
1: So. I just I, they have to keep an eye on how they do this and how they execute it because when they were working with New Japan, they lost viewership because people mm-hmm. started getting confused on which which company are we supposed to be invested in and this and that. Mm-hmm. So I do feel like you have to be a little more careful with how you do that because I don't know that that worked in the past for them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and my question too with the Ring of Honor thing is like I mean I, again it's been it's been uh, a short matter of time since Tony's bought it and <laughs> so I'll let it play out. But I, I guess my my thing is like at least for Death Before Dishonor there is not one person watching Death Before Dishonor this Saturday. There's not one person attending live, there's not one person paying the, the pay-per-view price. Not a one of them is not already watching AEW. Like it's not it's, it's not like it's not like you're it's not like you're finding and discovering some Rogue Ring of Honor fan that's out there and drawing them into your A brand which is AEW. Like it's not okay. like so that that's that's my concern is what is what's the end what's the goal? Like what are they going to what's the goal here? Like I, that's what I'm my, my...
2: No. And that's a very fair point because it's, uh, it's the same issue. I believe that AEW has with their show as well. They're catering to a specific core audience and not thinking about growing that audience. And, uh, it, you know, sometimes the numbers up a, a little over a million. If you're a person who's into ratings, uh, you know, and people, they tout that hugely, uh, especially every chance they get. But at the same time, that audience isn't growing past. It's not growing yeah, yeah.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, let, let's say that Death Before Dishonor does, you know, uh, one hundred and fifty thousand pay per view buys. Yeah. Uh, I, all one hundred and fifty of those people are part of the nine hundred thousand that just watched Dynamite. Yeah. So I just, right. I don't know. I'm not sure yep. what the point is. No, agreed. <laughs> <coughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays yeah. out. Uh, up next, we get uh, Tony Schiavone bringing out Swerve in Our Glory, uh, getting getting their respected. Um, getting their respected uh, entrances and ovations from the crowd. Uh, they, uh, they play to the crowd. There's some champagne and cake. there waiting for them as part of celebration, but they are ultimately, uh, and uh, they also note um, mm. rapper Kevin Gates there. So he, you know, swerve, uh, uh, oh, putting my. him over and he's, <laughs> uh, I will say behind Kevin Gates, the shorter guy behind him uh, is my, Mon- my man Montese, who does the theme, who did a the theme song to my old podcast intro. Very, oh, very wow. talented guy. He's on the, he's on the, 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 the swerve podcast every single week very cool. talented guy so uh shout out to Montesi uh so they're they're, they're they're putting over everybody and then they're interrupted by smart mark sterling and tony Niece, who have the petition of the people versus uh, swerve strickland uh they want to get uh uh kevin gates to sign it uh, he's not going to sign it he ends up then punching tony niece uh then of course you know, if the, Jimmy, it's the rule. If there's cake out there, somebody's going to have cake to the face.
2: Oh, it's it's a must. It is an absolute must. The only problem I had with this whole segment is here you've got your brand new tag team champions. And the guy who got over the most in this segment was rapper Kevin Gates. Someone who's not even on your roster. Yes, I get it. He's a celebrity. He's a rapper, whatever the case may be. You're still supposed to get your talent over to some extent. To me, they were lost in the shuffle in this whole uh scenario.
0: Issa, how much Kevin Gates do you have on your uh, playlist?
1: Not a lot. Not a lot. But <laughs> uh, to Jimmy's point, yeah, as soon as I saw the cake, I, I I felt I was about to watch a WWE segment. They show the celebrity on the crowd. You see a cake and you're like, somebody's getting some cake on the face and the celebrity's going to get a spot and I'm watching a Monday Night Raw segment. That's That's mm. what I felt and that's something mm. that I you don't see in AEW often. That cake looked good, by the way. I just want to point mm-hmm. that out. So Swerve getting a, a taste of it, I don't blame him. But I love seeing how over uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Scott are. The crowd were loving it. The chance mm-hmm. for both of them that was very refreshing to see. And 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 I'm happy that they had the tag team titles. But it felt it felt a little sports entertainment of a segment. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, you know Keith. You know Keith has the benefit of. Um... You know, being a top guy from NXT, and then obviously briefly getting to Raw, like he, he he has a little bit of that. The crowd's kind of behind him with that. Um, uh, what, what, I'm trying to. What's the word? You know, we're uh, um, we're gonna get vengeance on on on, mm-hmm. on the on the lack of opportunity or follow through that WWE had mm-hmm. or didn't have. I, I'm impressed with Swerve, and, and yes, I know Swerve was a former NXT guy as well, but obviously didn't get the the same level of success.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He really feels with his music, with his look. With his swagger, he does feel like a star that is growing, and so that mm. that's kind of cool. I mean, they're a tag team right now, but I'm, I'll be really looking at, at 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 Swerve in the long term with AEW if he can stand out in a very crowded roster as a single mm-hmm. star eventually. Um, and I, I mean, I thought I I got to work with the guy in 2013 as a very young Shane Strickland, and mm-hmm. and he felt mm-hmm. that he had a little something if he could kind of get all the pieces together, and he's really right. exploded his look and everything. So that's kind of something I took away was I think really Swerve uh specifically just feels like a star and then you know look having having a guy you know if you google kevin gates he's he's a legit dude you know he's a mm-hmm. legit rapper and and and, and mm-hmm. obviously and so, like i mean having having swerve associated with that it, it that's a, that's doesn't hurt put it that way so yeah know, yeah cake, cake ultimately in, in smart mark sterling's face so
2: as, as someone who landed in a pile of uh, gravy in a gravy bowl uh i don't have a problem with the cake segment. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's do a super chat here. Uh, Robert Martinez saying the ring of honor card more exciting than SummerSlam. Well, I think that depends on what buffet you're trying to visit there, Robert.
2: Yeah, exactly. Right. Thank you for the unbiased opinion there.
0: I, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, so, that's what Rustin it is, it's, hey, it's, it's what everybody's hey, taste it is, but, exactly. Uh, I exactly. mean, if, 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 if you go through the ring of honor, there, there are some people that, yes, yeah, a Jay Lethal versus ring of or, or Samoa Joe match and mm-hmm. uh, and a uh, Jonathan Gresham and his you know, that. To some people, that's their taste. Uh yeah. personally, and I Fine. know that Issa shares this. Jimmy you I'm excited. I, I like Brock and, 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 and Roman. I like, mm-hmm. you know, yes. I, I, I like seeing you know guys like Theory on the rise. I mean, that, that I don't mm-hmm. know. It, but it all is a matter of your mm-hmm. what your taste buds want.
2: Exactly. I
1: do think I do think the Ring of Honor pay-per-view is gonna be great. They are building a great um card. I will I will mm-hmm. give them that, but I'm not gonna take away from SummerSlam. It is SummerSlam,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's a difference between a what's going to be a very, uh, very work heavy, solid bell to bell show in front of a few thousand yes. people in, in Lowell, Massachusetts versus a mm-hmm. stadium show in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> with Logan Paul's 24 million Instagram followers tuning in right. to see what he does to the Miz and Pat McAfee with his you know with his his mogul. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 you might not like a non wrestler being in a wrestling match as Pat or Logan might be identified as, but, but and that might not be part of your buffet that you're looking for, right. but you can't deny the wave that it has through business and entertainment.
2: Yeah. You're going to see a lot of pomp and circumstance, and that's what it's all about. You know, you're trying to get uh, more viewers to watch, and sometimes uh, you, you have to sugarcoat things.
0: All right, well, uh, let's see about viewers watching this one. So we get Christian and Luchasaurus dressed mm-hmm. to compete. Mm-hmm. Yes. up against the varsity blondes luchasaurus mm-hmm. does all the heavy heavy lifting mm-hmm. uh just destroys uh garrison and Pillman in uh short order and then Christian tags himself in gets the pin one two three on the pillman uh then here comes jungle boy first time we've seen him in weeks he's got a chair in hand uh methodically walking his way to the ring not gonna rush he's savoring this moment at the direction of Christian Luchasaurus standing at the ringside area jungle boys gonna have to get past luchasaurus but luchasaurus steps aside seeming to uh no longer be under the spell of christian cage and then jungle boy in a foot race chases christian cage out of the arena uh lisa i kind of thought this would happen but i thought that it would take longer for them to get there are you surprised by the what happened and and that it happened tonight
1: uh yeah a little i thought i thought it was uh it was done prematurely, but I was excited to see Jungle Boy come back. It's, it's great to see when, you know, when a ninja wrestler returns and they're okay. Um, Jurassic Express is something that has been an AEW thing from day one. So I just yeah. didn't think, I didn't necessarily think that Luchasaurus was going to beat him up. But I'm very, again, I am invested. Is it with Jungle Boy? Is it with Christian? Because he kind of just stepped aside. We didn't really see a full Face turn for Luchasaurus again. I want to point out that during the foot race, <laughs> Jungle Boy had to slow down. Did you catch that? Yes.
0: <laughs> well, actually, I thought he was moving I a little thought
1: bit. So I, thought,
0: I thought he was moving a little bit too fast, to the point of. Yeah. Okay. The gimmick is he's going to catch Christian at the very top of the steps and then launch him down the steps. But that yes, never that's happened. that's
1: what I was thinking too. I was <sighs> like, is he, he going to catch him or not? Like, what's going on here? Then when they were getting towards the top of the steps, you saw him like mm. slow down significantly. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Jimmy you got a lot of history with Christian you know him very well mm-hmm. obviously you know him as the heel eventually you know draw you know draw it out make people wait to see Jungle Boy get his hands on Christian so I have no mm-hmm. problem with, with with Jungle Boy not catching Christian tonight
2: mm-hmm.
0: so we'll kind of table that but I want to ask you about Luchasaurus Luchasaurus kind of got this a little bit of a repackaging just being with Christian and being a heel for the last few weeks you know mm-hmm. the new music the the, the pyro of course, yeah. we joked about the 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 uh, kind of seem cane like, but it kind of fit the big monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but we might have just reverted right back to babyface. So, what do you think about this?
2: Uh, uh, way too soon, in my opinion. It just uh, you didn't give that uh, that opportunity for him to grow as a as a heel, as someone who turned on his supposed best friend, and then all of a sudden he comes out. So how how is Jungle Boy supposed to trust somebody who turns turns on on? people so frequently and so easily from a logic standpoint that being that being said way 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 too soon
1: maybe luchasaurus can just say he was trying to stay on tv
2: (laughs) there you go Uh,
0: i unless unless this uh, unless this goes to a triple threat and uh, you know um jungle boy wants his hands on christian uh luchasaurus doesn't want to be in the shadow of either man he's hmm. been in the shadow of both men i mean i could buy that story of of, of that and, and and so
2: to a certain you know, extent yeah uh, you know. i guess but at uh, the same time uh, you know you got a guy uh, you got a monster like Lucasaurus, and, and and him switching allegiances so quickly and so frequently like in the last couple of weeks just it just seemed haphazard
0: yeah yeah we'll see how it plays out uh, we talk about the last couple of weeks things changing uh uh of course uh we, we remember troy donovan uh from nxt getting released well he's back as his uh, original name on the indies cole carter and i gotta give a special shout out he is of course a graduate mm-hmm. here of our iwc wrestling academy mm-hmm. our iron city wrestling academy here in pittsburgh uh, you can see him back with us on july 31st on a great show we have here uh, penta oscuro eddie kingston john morrison gonna be a great show myself of course uh cole carter gonna be at that show here on july 31st but he's on AEW dynamite tonight and he's answering an open challenge that ricky starks puts out with his ftw title taz reminding us this title is not recognized by AEW, which makes it a little funny that we then would have an open challenge on it but, but but nonetheless <sighs> ricky starks uh, all the charisma in the world so i like seeing ricky on my tv open really? challenge cole carter answers it um, this match does get a two-segment. It does get the picture-in-picture. Picture. One of the best spots of the match, actually, is if you're mm-hmm. watching picture-in-picture. Picture. Ricky yes. Starks is pulling uh, an Undertaker old-school, walking the top rope, and he's kind of mm-hmm. doing a Jeff Jarrett strut as he's mm-hmm. going across the rope, which was just uh, yeah. phenomenal to watch. Mm-hmm. Go check it out on your DVR if you missed it. But Starks gets the win here, as you'd expect, on Cole Carter. Mm-hmm. Cole Carter did get some heat. He got a lot of very adamant boos, so mm-hmm. nothing wrong there. But uh, the bigger story is after the match, Ricky Stark saying he might have a little more in the tank. And as he says that, out comes Danhausen who challenges him. Ricky says, "Oh, not tonight. How about next week?" Uh, Danhausen still very, very over uh, to the AEW mm-hmm. audience. Uh, uh, Jimmy, Ricky Starks, uh, it looks like a million bucks, and then Danhausen very, very different. But you can't deny what's over is over, and Danhausen's over.
2: Yes, he absolutely is. And, and, and that, you know, the crowd reaction told the story and you talked about uh, Cole Carter being uh, booed by the crowd and, and Ricky Starks is getting cheered. I'm like, I, here we go back to who is the babyface and who is the heel. I thought Ricky Starks came off like a heel perfectly at the end of this match after beating uh, Carter. Issuing that open challenge, making it sound like he was ready to fight right now, whoever comes out, and then Denhausen comes out to accept. And in true heel fashion, he goes, "Oh, you thought I was talking about tonight? No, next week. That is how you get heat, and it did generate heat because it was against a good, uh, an over baby face like Denhausen. But uh, during the match, uh, again, I was a little confused. Who am I cheering for here? Who am I wanting to win?
0: Yeah, Isa Cole Carter has a. Uh little bit of a feel almost like he had like a kind of a theory feel to him like he's just so damn and, and we're in atlanta town down. he's you know good looking kid is whatever just kind of cockily got you know get it gets in there up against ricky starks and every time cole carter got any offense on so ricky starks this atlanta crowd just re- revolted against him hmm.
1: yeah uh carter a, a lot of people i was doing a watch along as i do on my youtube channel every wednesday and a lot of people were calling him uh, uh, they, they were getting theory vibes from him. So that's a great comparison that you made. I i was more happy about the continuation of the story. The last time we saw Carter on XTTV he was sleeping with the fish. And then right. he gets brought back on Shark Week. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Come on. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess we'd be remiss if we have if we don't mention the amount of cross branding here. You know, Shark Week on the Barricade. Oh my God. <laughs> on, the, on the Barricade ever has a Shark Week on the apron bear. Uh, you know, there's a there's right. the Chompy the mascot I have, uh, I have shark. a shark
1: fin tattoo. Look, I'm going to I'm going to sue AW for using my tattoo as their logo tonight. I'm going to copyright claim them for once.
0: And what is the, what is the what is the story behind you having a, a shark tattoo? It's
1: it's, it's actually a Bad Bunny reference.
0: Is it really? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad Bonnie said a one his song, "Aquí go tu tiburón," people. If you know, you know. That's that's it.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> Did you not see all the people dress up as sharks on his concert? <laughs>
0: i i I, oh. I we've been through this i don't follow bad bunny the way you do i, do. Oh, no.
1: I gotta i gotta show you couple he was he took over the the all-star <laughs> game the entire yeah. the entire ceremony so anyways it's about bunny reference believe it or not it's a shark right. fit. but well don't be we just yeah, about,
0: well, give, give me the spanish of what bad bunny says and translate it what's going on he, here?
1: He, i can't i can't but the whole point is there's a line on his song that he says here comes your shark so one night somebody showed up at the concert dressed up as a shark And when Mm Bad Bunny sang the line, he gave him a shout out, you know, to the shark on the crowd. And then after that, there was like hundreds of sharks and every concert in his last tour. And it became, they created a section called the Shark Tank. And they will bring everybody dressed up as a shark Mm -hmm. down to dance when he sang the song. It was cute. It was cute.
2: Okay.
0: See here. Here in your life, you're you're dressing up as a shark, get tattoos, of sharks for bad money. <laughs> Here in my world, I got to hear a seven year old and a four year old play baby shark songs on, on, on a loop. Oh, I love baby yeah. shark
1: though. I love baby yeah. shark. My my baby, my nephew's niece uh, daughter came to visit me recently, and oh my god, all I watched was baby shark and coconut <laughs> melon
0: Yeah, yeah. So Jimmy, uh, so Ricky Starks and Danhausen. So that's uh, that's what we have to look forward to next week.
2: Yeah, at least uh, yeah, at least they pr- promoted the match. But again, like I said, I like the fact that the in heel in true heel fashion, he he issued the challenge. He put it out there, and when somebody did accept, he backed out of it. I, uh, perfect, perfect.
1: I love when he told the crowd, "You can watch it on TV last week." Don't worry. <laughs> yes, don't worry. I, don't worry. Yes. I pop for that. I really mm. like Starks. I'm hoping that the Denhausen thing leads to Hook versus Starks. That's what I want to mm. see.
0: Yeah, and making Taz choose, right? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. You know, because mm. uh, yeah, I mean, they they still Taz is still promoting Ricky Starks. Promoting the FDW title when Stark comes out, he still gets the orange branding of the lower third. I mean, so, yeah. you know, even 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 the Taz is in the suit, uh, kind of assumed mm-hmm. back in a commentary position. He still is you know, on commentary playing the leader of Team Taz or at least the, mm-hmm. you know, at least the overlord of these few talents. All right. Up next, we get Tony Schiavone back in the ring. He brings out FTR. Of course, they're promoting their Ring of Honor tag team title match against the Briscoes this Saturday. FTR, uh, Dax, uh, cutting a promo, talking about his daughter uh, several years ago, uh, cutting a promo about how she uh, need, possibly needed open-heart surgery and, and complications she went through and fighting against that and, 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 and fighting through it and now being eight years old and, and healthy uh, because, of all, because of how hard she fought and him using that to parallel how hard he has to fight and how hard he's going to fight because he's not going to disappoint his daughter. If his daughter can do that, then he can do this. Mm-hmm. As 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 a tag team title holder, certainly got a hell of a pop from the crowd. Of course, when you uh draw in real life, um, that that's always going to get the crowd's attention. Um, again, you know we we uh, you know, we critique how much time do you give to promote this Ring of Honor pay per view? But again, uh, FTR is so over, Jimmy. I mean, they 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 yeah. they are one. They are there's not a long list of guys or girls you can say that went from WWE to aw and that necessarily raise their stock you know like mm-hmm. but FTR I, I think we can say they turned down some lucrative contracts from what we understood yep. mm-hmm. uh and they have bet on themselves and that gamble has paid off
2: absolutely and and you know we heard JR tonight tout their their abilities and and where he would rank them in in the in the annals of 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 tag team history and he's not wrong Right now, they are arguably the best tag team in the world right now out there. They are so good, and the fans are recognizing that, and they're cheering them, so you can't, like, force them to be here. And we saw tonight. We saw that nice, respectful um, shout-out to the audience and shout-out to the fans for cheering them, and that story that was told tonight, oh, my goodness. It it tugged on my heartstrings. And like you said, real life – gets people invested and I'm invested in FTR. These guys are awesome. And, uh, and I know that they understand tag team wrestling. So, you know, I look forward to their matches all the time. You know, I I hate to bring it back to the refereeing and some of the complaints I have about tag team wrestling in that company. These guys pretty much stick to do the rules and do it right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, said this was a uh, FTR you know over like rover with the crowd and obviously again pulling on the heartstrings with the story wow. there from from Dax um it, it's kind of crazy you know aew's one of the founders of aew is, is of course the tag team of the young bucks who had so much uh great online beef with FTR we've seen the two interact in aew but I still feel like we haven't got like the perfect explosion uh, right. uh, uh, of these teams I feel like every every interaction's been a weird timing or weird booking, you know, it's, 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 it's weird.
1: Yeah, and I thought this, and I thought this a young Bucks winning the tag team belts recently was going to lead to that, um, and it he, and he didn't. But FTR, like you said, they have grown on me. They're on a different level at AEW than they were in NXT or WWE. I would watch them in WWE. I knew I was going to get a good match. Was I invested? No. But, you know, I knew I was going to be entertained by their skills. In AEW, it's a whole different story. This promo touched my cold heart when he said I'm going to fight like an 8-year-old girl. Oh my god, mm-hmm. it was it was mm-hmm. beautiful, it was so well done. I will say that if we're going to build the ring of honor, it would have been nice to see some kind of appearance from the Briscoes. I know that might not be allowed mm-hmm. due to certain things. I know that one of the Briscoes' brothers just had a baby and and there was also a struggle that baby was in the hospital for a while so we have a story of two fathers fighting for something bigger than themselves here and it would have been a nice touch to hear and maybe the briscoes will bring it up on their because they do some epic twitter promos but it it was it was incredible promo from fdr i i look forward to the briscoes responding to it so i'm very entertained by the briscoes as well and i can't wait for this match
0: yeah. Certainly, one of the best sells of the night uh, mm-hmm. of, of, of reason to buy uh, the Saturday for mm-hmm. the Ring of Honor show. All right, we got our women's tag team match. We got Athena and uh, Willow Nightingale up against Jay Cargo and Kira Hogan. Uh, a lot of. What moves- time? At
1: what time, Justin? Uh, oh, you know.
0: Yeah. That, 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 the that, usual that, spot. The usual spot. The usual spot, uh, right in between uh, the the tag team promo and time to set up the barbed wire. We're gonna have the girls come out. Man, I uh, thought
1: they were gonna have them a little bit earlier. With Jade being from Atlanta, the show being in Atlanta, I really had hoped that they were gonna flip some things around and have that amazing star it, come out earlier. Uh,
0: he said, "The fact, yeah, you're right. She's from the locations. The huge thing. I, I, here's my thing, and I, I and I'm still a Jade fan. And by the way, Jade gets the pin on Willow. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. uh, I'll just say that. I don't need, there's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts here, but mm-hmm. Jade gets the pin." I truly feel about Jay that they Tony knows what the end game is. Tony Tony has some idea of okay, when she's ready, it's her versus Brit or it's her versus what I mean again, her versus Britt seems the most biggest thing they have. Mm-hmm. It, it, all things built. It just feels like we are just buying time. It feels like, all right, I need to kill six more months of her getting wins, featured on TV, getting wins, protected. And that's what this is. It just feels like just protection and wins.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. But while you build time when you have the opportunity to make her look like an ever bigger start, take it. Mm -hmm. And tonight was that opportunity. She has her home crowd right there. You Mm could have just done a little bit more with this, just for that video package that you're going to create from when that moment is there. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's a good opportunity to do something different with the women. And we ended up in the same spot.
0: Right. I I mean, mean, you know, I mean, look, you know, timing is a thing that we're going to get ready to talk about here in the main event. I mean, you know, do you do more with this match with Jade? Do you cut this match? Do you cut some of the ring of she honor? She are main
1: Dupree with her. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I'll stop now and they still put him on that spot.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's that's the biggest issue for me is where the, the spot of the match. It's it's it, it's the go for popcorn, go to the bathroom break match. It just seems to be the the common spot for the women. They don't. It, it's like okay, here's our show, and right before the main event, we're going to have the women's match, and you got someone like Jade, Jade who's who's um, you know whether whether it's in Atlanta where she's going to get cheered, because you know for obvious reasons, or where she's elsewhere, she's going to get booed. You have a a star in the making. She has a presence about her that 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 people will watch regardless of whether you want to see her beat someone up or you want to see her get beat up. She yeah. has that. She has that certain. And I hate to go French here, jeunesse quoi. You know, uh, you know. I'm learning from my wife. She's from Quebec, so um,
0: it's what but, the French call a. Uh... I don't know what.
2: Yes. That's certain something, you know, and, uh, but again, you're putting it in a spot where people are trained to go, okay, the main event is coming up. Okay. Let's take care of what we need to take care of before the main event. Yeah. Spotlight the women's feature, the women, you've got a good women's roster there. You know, let's, let's showcase some of them.
0: Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely a habit. I want to go back to super chat. Robert Martinez, was saying amazing FTR promo was so good. Seven star promo. <laughs> Uh, yes, very mm-hmm. good from Seven FTR. Stars. Mm-hmm. Seven stars. All right. Uh, let's go into the main event. Glad they kept us last. This is what mm-hmm. should be last. This is what should be the main event. Uh, a whole lot to unpack from this. So uh, let's let's try to take it piece by piece. It is uh, the Painmaker, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Barbed wire everywhere. Mm-hmm. First off, the JAS um, coming out. They are put in the shark cage. I will say this from a visual standpoint. This is something different. Mm -hmm. I like normally whenever Mm -hmm. WWE does the cages and what have you, it is directly above the ring above the canvas. I like the visual, whether this is intentional or if it was just a logistics thing of how they're scaffolding Mm -hmm. and how the building was set up. But I like the shark cage being basically over top the crowd behind the ring. Mm -hmm. And it actually allowed for some visuals and some camera shots to give you the facial reactions of the JAS. Mm -hmm. Uh, panicking, as I saw Chris Jericho take an ass open for quite some time. So I just want to point that out as something different. Um, Eddie Kingston jumps right into this. Uh, (laughs) Justin Roberts' spring announcer microphone is wrapped in barbed wire, and before he's done announcing Kingston, Kingston grabs it. and starts to beat the hell out of Jericho with it. Jericho uh, uh, bleeding. Color right away. Color right away. Um, This was – I mean, look, this was – they're taking back. There's all kinds of bumps going into the, the bar. bar. We're, we're watching the wire just tangle into their skin. Referee Aubrey Edwards had special gloves on to try to help manipulate and get this wire out and untangled from them. Um, mm-hmm. It just looked just brutal. Yeah. All the spots did. Um, Ruby Soho's out there. And of course, she's been kind of you know, worked into this as being one of Eddie's friends. She's got mm-hmm. control of the shark cage being uh, elevated into the air. She eventually gets attacked by Tyakanti. Conti. She's attacking Ruby. Anna Jay comes out. We think Anna might be coming out to help Ruby. Anna then sides with her old friend, Ty Conti. They attack Ruby. They lower the shark cage. Then Ty goes to unlock the shark cage. Yeah. Can't get it unlocked. So then the, the JS just starts to like wiggle their way through the bars to get out because it's just dead air. <laughs> they just can't get out of the damn cage fast mm-hmm. enough so that happens so they all come start to beat down numbers game on eddie then mm-hmm. here comes blackpool combat club and 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 the, 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 the numbers come out to, to run them off mm-hmm. eddie kingston gets sand or eddie kingston excuse me gets chris jericho barbed wire wrapped around his mouth into some submission here comes sammy sammy guevara we have not seen him since blood and guts he saves chris he helps start uh, beating up on on eddie kingston with chris finally Jericho wraps some barbed wire around his arm and wrist hits a Judas effect. He gets the victory. One, two, three Chris Jericho gets the win. Mm-hmm. And then post match, it starts to get bumbly fumbly. Ultimately, what they're trying to get to is a miscommunication between Jericho and Sammy. Mm-hmm. Eddie throws Jericho to the outside into a spider web of barbed wire. So points to note Ty comes out. She gets the cage lowered. Jericho ultimately gets the win. But then, after the match he gets throw, you know he takes the final big bump now it should be noted here again timing every week mm-hmm. they are up on the gun of getting out of this literally they're, they're Kingston throws Jericho into the spider web as quick as Jericho lands and is selling this bump as big as he can and it's a painful bump mm-hmm. as quick as he's trying to sell it. Jimmy, we don't even get to absorb the pain and the ripped pants that he has because we have to get off the air.
2: Right. That's what, that's where you need Jack Lanza running down the aisle, waving his tie. I don't care if it's live television or not. I mean, they got to do a better job at, at timing the finish and allowing the finish to be absorbed and taken in this match. We knew it was going to be brutal. We knew it was going to be a lot of, of, of tough Gaga. Yeah. Gaga going on a lot of blood, which we did get. But at the same time, I, I see I have little issues with certain things. You know, when I the, okay, the finish was a barbed wire bat shot, was it not?
0: It was a Judas, uh, barbed wire around the, the arm and Judas effect,
2: right? So, okay, but he did he did he use the barbed wire bat at all?
0: I'm not sure at some point. It wasn't yeah. the finish though.
2: No, it wasn't the finish, but the Judas effect with the with the barbed. Yeah. And then when they go to the spot where Jericho takes the bump into the spider web of things eddie's not selling a damn thing Uh, you know what i mean i mean they just went through one of the most brutal matches in the history of this industry barbed wire everywhere at the end of the match both guys should be selling their asses off regardless of who won who lost whatever at the end you have one guy winning and celebrating in pain and you have the other guy suffering okay so the, the baby babyface makes a bit of a comeback, but he's laying there like, yeah, this was nothing, no big deal. I at least if Eddie gets his gets his comeback and at the end, which I don't think was necessary, uh, at least look like you went through a battle instead of laying there on the ropes like, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: Issa, um, I mean, look, massive grapefruits to 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 both guys. I mean, barbed mm-hmm. wire, is no joke. Wrestling's supposed to be all about a work and trying to make it look as real as possible. This is not uh, this is not working barbed wire. This was barbed wire. Uh, just the slightest touch to their skin, you saw the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so ha- I mean, balls off to these guys. But how did this come off? And and let me ask you: Do you agree with Chris Jericho winning this? Did, did he need no? That? I,
1: no, no, he didn't. And I and I don't agree with it. And. To your point, massive respect to both of these performers, but Mm -hmm. the most painful spot in this match was when that chair accidentally landed on Jericho's face. That's the spot that made me go, oh, my God, even though they were doing some crazy things with the barbed wire. I had a great appreciation for the props that they wrapped in barbed wires being used. You mentioned the microphone. The ring, uh, the bell was also wrapped Mm -hmm. in barbed wire, and they used that as well. I was having fun watching the match, and then the clustery stuff started happening. And I feel like if you're already doing all of this, we don't need all the additional booking happening. This is a chaotic match on its own. You have a shark tank. To the point that you made earlier, Justin, I was freaking out. If something went wrong with one of those cables, that thing mm-hmm. was going to land on the fence and it would have been horrible. Mm-hmm. So the the, the the shark cage where it was, was giving me major anxiety. That's the way that I was looking at it. Uh, the spot of... It spotted the key. Just made me
0: laugh. Which I, I wondered. I which I wondered. Which I wondered. Did they rehearse? Did they do any walkthrough of her unlocking that? Or did they just say, "Just go I don't." Mean, the did lock. it
1: look like they did? Right? She because looked.
0: Was, it, she looked lost. And then after she fumbled for about petrified. ten, <laughs> after she fumbled, she then handed it to one of the guys inside. Like, "Can you yes. unlock yourself out?" And right. they couldn't. And then they all just started slipping through the through the. This, so, it, yeah, so the,
1: we got the Hager. You know, Hager's big ass was not going to fit through. He
2: was the last one to get out because he couldn't get out. <laughs> right. It, it's like somebody pulled a ribbon, gave her the wrong set of keys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh my yeah. Goodness, it was. It looked. It looked really, <laughs> really bad. You know. And and again, this was one of those matches. Uh, I get it. You want to put something exciting on television for fans to come and watch, but this again appeals, appeals to a certain core audience. Maybe this should have been saved. For a paper, yes, I get it. You guys don't do pay-per-views every month like the other guys do. You do what, maybe four pay-per-views a year? This was a big time match that should have been saved for them, in my opinion. Uh
0: yeah, I mean, maybe again I I I agree. I, I think if they would have done this again, I don't put the guys in the shark cage to tie mm-hmm. into shark week and to say that this is why they're not gonna interfere. Right. I don't think we need to get them out of there. I think I think I understand that Sammy's not put in the shark cage because Sammy hasn't been seen. Since he got thrown off, mm-hmm. so I, I so I think he can still run out there, he can still help be the two on one difference maker for Jericho. Um, I, I think if we would have done without the fumbly bumbly, let's try to get the cage open, have the big yeah. brouhaha yeah. of mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club come like do away with that, and that also would have saved you 90 seconds. That would have then yes. allowed yeah. Jericho to get tossed on that spider web, and we could have right. had a great final minute sell. Mm-hmm of the brutality that he just went through and exactly. Kingston went through. Like, exactly. I, I don't like, again, if I'm Chris Jericho, he's probably, he's probably going to say, I mean, I would think he'd say something, but if I'm Chris Jericho, I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. I go back to Tony Khan and say, we got to start, stop. We got to start timing this better. We got to, or, or cut a match, cut a promo. And we don't know yeah. with what the matches that went on before us. We don't know if something went long. You know, we don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe Ricky stars and Cole Carter went long. maybe, mm-hmm you know anything anything but we don't know but like if i'm chris jericho i'm pissed i just put my body in line i just did that and i went through into the final big bump it's supposed to be this money shot of me and this spider web of real barbed wire getting cut up and i got to sell on screen for about 10 seconds as the announcers are are scrambling and and Mm -hmm. to get off like they they have they have to like it's it it's the equivalent it's the equivalent of doing a movie and Uh, john mcclain does all the fighting he gets he throws hans gruber off the top of the building and and just as gruber hits splat we go to credits
2: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's is there anybody at gorilla you know buzzing the referees i mean you know what i mean is there somebody at gorilla at the after the match when you come to the back with their glasses at the end of their nose giving you the come here look you know that you have to go answer to now i don't know You know, I I I don't know. I don't know if
0: I don't know. I don't think Tony wears glasses. I don't know if Tony's (laughs) doing that or if Tony's just such a passionate fan Mm -hmm. that he's Mm -hmm. so appreciative of what these guys just did for Mm -hmm. his show, right? That he's just embracing them, and it's like great that you're appreciative and respectful, but also be a boss and say we got to time this shit better. Yeah, Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: Uh, Agreed. What a missed opportunity to have Sammy in the shark costume.
2: <laughs> wow! Yes, <laughs> we that saw somebody in a is. short
1: costume I earlier. I was like, "Yeah, it has to be someone." That was such a missed opportunity. Or right.
0: if Chompy would have thrown the hat off, it would have been MJF. Right, um, oh Jimmy. So- let me ask you about barbed wire. Because again, mm-hmm. wrestling supposed to be—it's supposed to be gimmick. It's supposed to be work. It's supposed to be a uh, work. This was not worked barbed wire.
2: It didn't what is look your? Like it to me
0: what is your experience of barbed wire i have to guess if you have any experience of barbed wire it would have to be cactus jacks pretty much
2: yeah pretty pretty much it was a mick foley thing it was kind of reserved for him i've had limited experience with it and i've been uh, a party to both the gimmick uh barbed wire and also the real the real stuff can be really brutal and that's that's why i guess aubrey had those those special gloves on because you know those those guys their gear was their shirts everything they're Getting caught up in that stuff, you know, you need somebody with with thick, uh, non penetrable gloves to get them to get it off them. So uh, that's the danger, and it's so unpredictable because you're taking bumps yeah. basically blindly on this stuff. Yeah. So you don't know where it's going to hit you, and and the chances of, of of really really doing some serious damage is very greatly increased in these.
0: Well, places. to Jesus' point, the, the the one of the scariest spots was the kind of the, what looked unplanned was. Jericho trying to counter and hit his code breaker, mm-hmm. but the chair just came down and split right. him right here at the, yep. at the at where the eye where yeah. the bridge of the nose is.
2: Well, think about think about like you got the, the table propped up in the corner and you throw somebody through it. The table's gonna Yeah, y- you don't know how it's going to break. You right. can't predict it.
0: This this is one match. If I'm a performer, I'm wearing a cup because I'm watching how the, 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 the hey, barbed yeah. wires getting weaved through their pants. And they're yeah there was stuck. at one
1: point that i thought that it might have hit eddie kingston oh, in a yeah. they were on they were in picture thought.
0: they were in picture in yeah. picture and eddie looked like well, he's grabbing aubrey like help me yeah. Yeah. and i'm like yeah. oh my god i'm like i would have the, the i would have a bulletproof metal cup <laughs> around my junk
2: yeah thank god miz wasn't in that match because you know apparently <laughs> he, anyways never mind yeah
0: um Again, hats off to Eddie Kingston and Jericho. Yeah, no, to,
2: yes, absolutely. To,
0: yeah. to 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 for the entertainment value they try to put on, but from the booking standpoint of the, of the Gaga that towards the end of it and then doing yeah. the post-match stuff and just again cheating them because you didn't have the time to stay on the air to let them sell it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. it was a brutal match, violent. It was just mm. overbooked and poorly mm-hmm. timed.
2: Yeah. Yeah, especially when you, in a match like that you don't have to overbook it right the match the match sells itself just you know take those unfortunately nasty bumps and just sell sell the living crap out of them which they did but i'm just saying you know again like i said at the end there was the finish and there's eddie kingston acting like i'm okay
1: right
0: where we go from here we do not know we will uh we will tune in and uh Mm -hmm. We'll find out. Uh, I will not be tuning in with you guys next Wednesday. I'll be out next Wednesday, oh. so I uh, look forward to wow. seeing what I miss. But uh, okay. overall, so I will see
1: you until after Summerslam. Then, because
0: mm. I'm going to be in Nashville. So oh, nice. Oh. So I won't see you to August. Mm-hmm. Ah,
1: yeah. Bye. <laughs> Abs-
0: <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder. It's that weird. exactly. I don't know who I'm doing Summerslam with. Jimmy, are you doing Summerslam with me?
2: Um, I think I am. I'm going to have to double check with Raj, but uh, uh, there was a chance you know that my uh people up here were going to send me down to Summerslam in nashville but i think that uh is not happening now so uh if that's not happening i'm joining you guys so okay
1: if it's happening um, let me know jimmy so that i can yeah, finally definitely. meet you in person
2: that would be awesome yes uh i, I, I will definitely let, let you know
0: as always make sure you tweet any or all of us let us know where in the world are you carmen san diego how are you listening what are you doing uh, how do you consume this podcast? Love to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow at Jimmy Corderas at NYC Demon Diva that the, uh, the eye is a one, uh, any other, any specific plugs either of you want to get in there?
2: No, just the usual, you know, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com and get your wrestling rant t-shirts there, which I do daily, uh, from Monday to Friday this week. I'm trying to keep it more of a positive note. Uh, uh, just for a little change, because people are saying, why are you so negative? I'm not negative. I'm just picking little, uh, trying to tighten the screws, as they say, as uh, our old friend Bully Ray says. You're trying to tighten the screws and just be a little critique and like to see things done differently. And it's not just with one company. It's all companies.
0: Jimmy, you're always drinking coffee during your rough and rain. How do you take your coffee?
2: It's just regular. It's, a, it's a, one one lump of sugar and one lump of cream or whatever. No, one, it's not a lump of cream, but yeah. Just a regular coffee.
0: I thought you were a black coffee guy.
2: No, that's that's no. I can't do the black coffee anymore. I just okay. I, I need a little bit of
0: yeah. Uh, Isa, give the plugs.
1: Uh, yeah, you guys can subscribe to my YouTube channel NYC demandiva You can also find me on Lucha Libre Online. I have an interview with Jordan Grace, Eric Young, and a lot of Puerto Rico wrestling um, has been mm. covered over there by me.
0: Very good, very good. Again, follow me at Justin Lamar. I'll be uh, off the podcast for the next week. I'll be back for SummerSlam. Again, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, July 31st, IWC Wrestling and Northeast Wrestling, big show at the Ross Draver Ice Gardens. Uh, Eddie Kingston will be there. John Morrison will be there. Penta Oscuro will be there. Cole Carter will be there. I'll be there. My man, Spencer Slade, will be there. going to be a great show. Meet and greet with everybody uh, starting at 1 o'clock. Uh, first uh, bell at 4 o'clock. So uh, going to be a great Sunday afternoon show here on July 31st. Can
2: people spar with Labar there?
0: They can spar with Labar. Uh going to be a great show. Uh again go to iwcwrestling.com for more details. Going to again a stacked lineup. Um mm-hmm. so great way to look you got SummerSlam S- Saturday night you got us saturday or sunday afternoon the evening and then late evening you can watch Ric flair's last match it could be a packed wrestling weekend for all of your taste and appetite uh, that's gonna do it thanks to everybody in the chat we really appreciate it again tweet all of us uh stay safe hit the like button hit the subscribe button comment tell a friend tell a friend tell a friend uh and wrestling Inc. podcast almost sing- every single night we thank you very much and we'll be back next week